Welcome to the Providence Road Podcast. During the Bible class hour this summer at Providence Road, we are exploring the book of Psalms together in a series called Songs for the Road. And we wanted to share those Bible classes with you guys here on the podcast. That being said, it is a Bible class. So there were comments and questions that were uh, given by people in the class that um, don't come through on the recording. And so if it feels a little choppy, I apologize for that. But we hope that you're encouraged and that you enjoy uh, this episode of Songs for the Road. Great day day for dads to uh, sit back, relax, and uh, go to Home Depot. Um, Maybe work on some projects, or maybe not. Maybe just uh, relax and hang out. Um, I was going to start with a couple of dad jokes, but since it's being recorded, it gives me a much better reason to have a dad joke. Um, So what did uh, one wall say to the other? Meet you at the corner. All right. Last one, I promise. What did Dad Buffalo say to Son Buffalo as he dropped him off at school? Bye, son. <laughs> All right, with that, <laughs> let's get into the real stuff. <laughs> um, can you guys hear me okay in the back, or do I need to stay really close to the mic? Okay. I will do that. So Psalm 68, um, let's uh, read, I'm going to read verses 1 through 14. Um, It has a few more verses, but I think we're limited on time here. So Psalm 68, verse 1, may God arise, May, may his enemies be scattered, may his foes flee before him, may you blow them away like smoke as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God, but may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him, his name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in sun-scorched land. When you, God, went before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook, the heavens poured down rain. Before God, the one of Sinai. Before God, the God of Israel. You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Your people settled in it, and from your bounty, God, you provided for the poor. The Lord announces the word, and the women who proclaim it are mighty throng. Kings and armies flee in haste. The women at home divide the plunder. Even while you sleep among the sheep pens, the wings of my dove are sheathed with silver, its feather with shining gold. When the Almighty scattered the kings in the land, it was like snow falling on Mount Zalman. And I'll stop there for a second. This is a, uh, a psalm that, um, to me, demonstrates God's character in so many ways. It doesn't start very encouraging, but it is one of the oldest psalms. Um, one of the, the dates I saw went back to 1045 B.C., and um, it demonstrates to me in many ways um, uh, God's providence, um, how much of a provider he is, 
how much of a caretaker he is. Um, he's a comforter. It shows God's power, um, his provision, his trust, his leadership, our trust in him. And um, it is uh, likely a, uh, and I'll read this because I don't want to butcher it, but Psalm 68 is one of the oldest psalms and was sung when the ark was moved to Jerusalem. This is one of the 73 psalms written by King David to the Israelites. This is a victory parade for God. The psalm was likely used as part of a ritual procession into Jerusalem. And thinking of parade, we had just a, a glimpse this week, you know, of just a, a, a mere basketball game and over 750,000 people. It's estimated over 750,000 people attended that parade. And then last night there was another parade, again, sports related, but you see the commitment and how, how much people rejoice in being at parades. Can you imagine the joy in seeing the victory and celebrating the victory from God? Um, this is uh, very special to me, this, this psalm, and, and I'll pick on, on a couple of verses here in, in a second, but um, just, just throw out some thoughts. What, what, kind of I, what kind of thoughts come to mind when, when you read this psalm, when you think of Psalm 68 and some of the verses that we read? Are there any verses that, that jump out at you in, in terms of God's character and, and some of the characteristics of God? Um, when I think of, of verse 4, Scott, it, it, that, and this is the one that jumps out at me for um, personal reasons. Um, my, my father passed away when I was 14 years old, and I was the middle of three kids. And, um, you know, my dad was, was a great dad. And... Um, his, he had great qualities. He's, his way of expressing his love to us was to provide, to put a roof over our heads, to give us food. To get, we never went hungry. We always had a place to live. And to, to my dad, that was his expression of love. So when I became a Christian, my immediate uh, image of God was he's a provider. So there was that connection. I, I knew what God meant to me because he always provided and I felt God's love by his provision in terms of the intimacy with God I feel like that's the part that I lacked that relationship of my my God my father who is in heaven that that is to me where, where I feel like I never saw that because I never felt that that connection that intimate connection with, uh, between a father and a son with my, my physical father. And I feel like that was the, the part for me now to understand and to learn what is the connection that I have with God other than he provides for me. And I don't mean to diminish the, 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 the way that God provides for me, but the emotional connection of God the Father. And this is the part that I, I, to me it was... It was one of the toughest to connect and to understand um, of who God is in my life and who God is for me. My wife was reading this book and she read this, this uh, page and uh, I thought it was very fitting, but it's a book, uh, the name of the book is called Forming, A Work of Grace. Um, and in this book, and I don't have the author's name, but um, the, um, I just made a copy so I don't have the author's name. But he, he puts on a, a parallel, though, the side-by-side side of a, a judicial God 
versus a relational God. And I don't think God is one or the, uh, the other. God is everything. God knows the right time that we need comfort. God knows the right time that we just need to repent. And God knows the right time for everything. Hey, he needs mercy, he needs grace, or he just needs uh, something else. He knows exactly what we need at the right time. And that's how perfect God is. In terms of a, a judicial God, we, we tend to see him sometimes in one way, but not the other. And this is the, the, the other for me is the relational side of God. Um, the judicial side is God watches from a distance. The relational side is he is present. He abides within me. John 14, 15. God is up in heaven. God is in me. Colossians 1, 27. God hands out work assignments. God asks us to join him. 2 Corinthians 5.18. He expects performance. This is a, a one, one that I struggle. If I'm not doing something, is God really happy with me? Well, the opposite is true. Is where God works with us and in us. Philippians 2.13. God judges behavior. God is loving and He's giving to us. Romans 8.32 God is angry and very demanding of us. He understands our weaknesses. Hebrews 4.15 He's a spiritual growth from trying hard. Spiritual growth from engaging with Him. Philippians 1.11 He waits for us to repent. He works with us to create change within us from inside out. Hebrews 8.10 Life is one big divine test. Life is an ever-growing experience of God. Ephesians 3.14 Salvation is a story about sin, punishment, and pardon. Salvation is a story about a relationship that is broken and restores us to God, our Creator, the Father. Luke 15, 11. To me, that was the biggest struggle, and I feel like it continues to be. I feel like it's a process, and it's been many years that, that it's been in the process, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm taking steps towards that, having that relationship and that finding intimacy with God where God is not just you know, this power that can crush us and, and, and do all these things. Yes, he, he can do that. But God prefers to show us mercy. He sent us his son, his only son, so that we wouldn't have to feel the, 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 uh, what we deserve. But we are given mercy and grace instead. So when I read verses like verse 5, a father to the fatherless, I remember when my father passed away and thinking, I will never celebrate Father's Day again because I don't have a father. And come a few years later, I have two kids. And actually before that, when I became a Christian, I started learning of, hey, I do have a father. He is the father to the fatherless. And then I was blessed with two beautiful kids. Natalia is 17 and Nico is 15 and... Um, Yesterday, he came back from, from the Appalachian Trail and after not seeing him for a week, and I literally ran over to him when I got here to pick him up, and 
And I hugged him and I said, I missed you. And then he, he sensed that and he said, Dad, don't cry. <laughs> and I tried to hide it. <laughs> I tried to hide it because I hugged him this way and I put my head that, the other way. And he said, Dad, don't cry. <laughs> it was great to see him. And it was one of those things that it's been a week. <laughs> and it's, it was so good to see him back. And um, when I think, again, when I think of this, this verse, that's the connection I have. And it brings me back to have that emotional connection with God. Not just a God who provides. Yes, thank you, God, that we, we haven't gone hungry, we're healthy, that my family's healthy, my, my family's home. Thank you, God. There's way more than that. God wants to have this, this daddy relationship, this father relationship, this I am your father. And that was the part that I'm, I'm still in the progress of making a full connection. So whether you had an amazing relationship with your father or whether you didn't have a father or where your father was never present, um, whether you were brought up by your mother or, or you know, a caretaker or you had a role model, whatever it is, this is a verse that speaks to my heart and I hope it speaks to yours too. And if you had an incredible relation with your, with your earthly father, that's great. Treasure that. Keep that. Duplicate it. Continue that, that story. Whether you, you had a rough relationship or a, a painful relationship or one that, hey, I'd just rather just put that one aside. God is the father to the fatherless. He's a defender of widows. And that is his nature. That is his whole, in his holy dwelling, he is the father to the fatherless. He sets the lonely in families. And I think the key point there is we have a lot of loneliness nowadays. We have a lot of people who are in a situation where some folks are, are considering at this point taking their life away because of loneliness. And this is the part that I hope that we, we get a chance to, to, as Christians, to carry out God's message that, hey, you have a father. You have the perfect father that will love you unconditionally, regardless of what you did yesterday, what you do today, or what you do tomorrow. His love is unconditional. And it just it brings, brings a sense of peace within me to know that God is not just this God that, you know, I, I have this image that, hey, as long as I have a place to live, God is there. What if that was not present? What if that was taken away? Is God still present in my life? And that's the part that I have to constantly remind myself. God is much bigger than, than that. God in our lives wants to make this, this statement that, hey, I am here with you. Through and, 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 and to be here forever. I'm here to be with you. I want to walk with you. I want to be with you. And it, it, I think it's, it's when you go back to the greatest commandment. And those are just encouraging words to me. To love God. For us to, to, to love our God. Because he loves us unconditionally and he's asking us hey this is this is what I'm, I'm I'm here to love you 
Um, it's, it's an encouraging psalm. Um, it doesn't, may not look that way um, based on some of the, the scriptures on, on the wrath and et cetera, but think back of what it, where it, what's being, what's, the, what's behind this psalm and what they just went through. Um, when I look at, um, again, my relationship with my dad, um, and again, he was an amazing father, and I just want to echo that. But as we go about our days, as we go about, you know, whether it's, it's with our kids, uh, with our grandkids, with kids we mentor, or anyone that you have the privilege to be that father figure, you know, love that person. Love that person unconditionally. Um, so I want to ask a few questions, and, and there's some papers on the, on the table there. Feel free to, to, to speak up. I think the first one we already, you know, shared. Um, if anyone else has anything else that jumps out at them after our conversation here, or, um, but question two: um, What qualities or characteristics of God do you capture from this reading? I mentioned a few at the top. You know, uh, He's a provider. He's a caretaker, a comforter. He show, we see His power, His provision his trust and his leadership in and in, in through this. Anything else jumps out at you? Or look at question three as well, and we can talk amongst ourselves as well. Um, how do you see God in contrast, in contrast to your earthly father or primary caretaker? Those are things that I shared with you what I struggled with upon learning what about my, my father in heaven and connecting my father to, to my physical father to God with my father. And I always saw them in, in separate buckets, in separate places. But yet, God the Father is perfect in every way. I think verse 9 too, you sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary lands. Again, the provider. Um, there your people finally settled, and with bountiful harvest, O oh God, you provided for your needy people. Again, God, the perfect provider. In verse 12, enemy kings and their armies flee while the... I'm sorry, I'm reading the um, NLT version on, on this paper. Um, enemy kings and their, their armies flee while the women of Israel divide the plunder. Even those who live among sheepfolds found treasures. Again, God's provision, God's caretaking, you know, unconditional love to take care of us. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, I love sometimes picking different verses and seeing how they connect and like how it, it all ties back to, to the New Testament, ties back to Jesus. And it, this is kind of pointing towards that, even the, the uh, yeah, verse 11 and verse 13 too, talking about the sheepfold, you know, how the, the sheepfold is, is that structure built to protect, protect the sheep, and again, God the protector, even those find treasure, you know, like we are, are, are there, we're being protected by God, and he's just waiting to give us all this treasure, all this love, all this, this comfort, all his his unconditional love towards us. Um, 
So I think it's, it's been, uh, um, you know, uh, one of my favorite psalms. So when I was given the opportunity to, uh, to speak and when Kent asked me to pick a psalm, um, you know, I could have picked Psalm 73, which is a great psalm. I mean, so many good ones. Um, this is the first one that, that came to mind. And without even thinking, um, today being Father's Day, I thought it was very fitting. Um, you know, especially with when I have the opportunity to share not just what the psalm talks about, but what it means to me personally. And hopefully this is one and, and that opened you know, your eyes or, or gave you kind of a different view of the God that we serve and how incredible God is. Um, there's, a, there's a lot going on in our world and there's a lot going on with things pulling us away from God. There's a lot trying to divide us. There's a lot trying to keep us um, from seeing God. But that's why we need to go back into the scriptures and go back to having that intimate relationship with God because this is great. It's great to belong to a church. It's great to have four walls within us. It's great to have, you know, folks here looking eye to eye, seeing and, and, and seeing each other and having a conversation or relationship. But what God truly desires is, is for us to have a relationship with him. It's not just this deity that, hey, bow down and pray and then walk away. Yes, that, yes he wants us to, to, to bow down and pray to him but he wants a relationship with us so that it's not just, you know, the God of, hey, help me find a parking spot, but hey, God, I need you right now. Amen. I need you through this. When things are great, I will praise you. When things are tough, I will praise you. And you are my God. In you, I find shelter. You are my rock. Yeah, great point. Um, I, I think, you know, what if this was written if david wrote this in one of the oldest psalms so probably one of the first things let's call it one of the first things he did right um and when he started you know writing psalms but when i look at at you know a parade or a celebration or or this is something that um was was made as a a demonstration of praise to god it's so easy, Scott, to go back to what you just said and say, hey, this is, yeah, this is Old Testament. Yeah, no, no, no. That is the same God that we worship today. There is no God then and God now. It's the same God. So in terms of that, what, what parade of celebration would we write about our personal stories? What would we say? What, how would we celebrate? How would we praise God based on the, the modern day miracles, if you will, that we've experienced with our own eyes. What are some of the blessings that we've received that deserve that kind of worship? I mentioned earlier, over 750,000 people showed up to attend a parade for a basketball team. What kind of parade would we throw for God? Or what were the events that would lead to that parade in our minds or in our lives or that we've experienced? So those are things that, yes, it's, it's not a psalm of 1045 B.C. It's, it's a psalm of 2013 as well. Or 23, sorry. I'm stuck 10 years ago. <laughs> it's also for 2013, yeah. Maybe I'm trying to be younger. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
But yes, it's a, it's a Psalm of 2023. It's a Psalm of 2024. Because it's the same God. And, and I think in our, in our sometimes limited mindset of, hey, this is, this is all great and done. You know, the Bible had all these miracles and all these things happened then. Yes, what are some of the miracles happening today? What is God doing in our lives today? What has God done in my life? Ask ourselves, what has God done in my life that deserves this kind of praise, this kind of parade, this kind of celebration that I can say, God, you're incredible. I see you, God. I feel you, God. Thank you for being part of my life, and thank you for allowing me to be part of your life. So those are the things that I think, I think of this, this, this verse. Again, Psalm, uh, verse 5 is one of my favorites, but because there's a, a special connection with me in my life, but the whole psalm talks about, you know, praises to God and this, this worship. Um, I think that's all I got. And, yeah, and, and I love, I, we didn't get to that part because it, it's a long psalm, but um, I'll read it just because it's amazing. <laughs> um, verse 32, sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord, to him who rides across the highest heavens, the ancient heavens who thunders with mighty voice. Proclaim the power of God, whose majesty is over Israel, whose power is in the heavens. You, God, are awesome in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. That's our God today, yesterday, tomorrow. That our, that's our God. That is the God who wants to have an intimate relationship with us. A relationship of a father and son, a relationship that, hey, I care for you. I love you. Regardless of what you do, I care and love you. This is the God that we serve. Thank you again for listening to the Providence Road podcast. Um, if this was encouraging to you, just remember that this is a series that's going to be going on all summer at 10 a.m. during the Bible class hour in the gym. And we'd love for you to join us if you're able in person to hear these teachings and to participate in the conversation that's happening around it. Um, we're very thankful for your support and we hope to see you soon. Have a good week.